Welcome to the New Species Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Brian Patrick. And I'm Zoe Albion, your other co-host. On this podcast, we talk to scientists about their recent discoveries of species that are new to science, but not necessarily new to nature. We talk to these scientists about how they found these new species and why they matter. We learn how they decided that they were new species and the behind the scenes stories of finding them. So join us as we explore the biodiversity of our planet and the scientists who help us better understand it. If you'd like to support this podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash new species podcast. Welcome to the new species podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Brian Patrick. And I'm Zoe Albion, your other co-host. On this podcast, we talk to scientists about their recent discoveries of species that are new to science, but not necessarily new to nature. We talk to these scientists about how they found these new species and why they matter. We learn how they decided that they were new species and the behind the scenes stories of finding them. So join us as we explore the biodiversity of our planet and the scientists who help us better understand it. If you'd like to support this podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash new species podcast. Welcome to the new species podcast. I'm your host for today's episode, Zoe Albion, and I'm here with Herman Chavez, associate researcher at the Instituto Peruano de Herpetologica and the Centro de Ornitologia de Biodiversidad in Lima, Peru. He's here today to talk to me about his paper in the February 16th issue of the Journal of Evolutionary Systematics in which he and his co-authors describe a unique new species of fossorial frog. Welcome, Armand. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hi. Uh, nice to meet you, Zoe. First, uh, I'm, I'm really pleased to, to, to be here with you. It's, it's, it's always really nice to talk about herbs. Can you start us off by explaining what a fossorial frog is? They spend time inside gal- galleries or small spaces underneath the forest soil. To catch it correctly, we have to picture it in, in some way. So imagine you living in a, in a basement with a very, very few amount of light, like a prisoner. They, <laughs> yeah, but they, they are definitely not prisoners. All your physical setup inside the body will have to change because uh, there are no light. So probably your vision uh, is not longer that useful like, 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 like in us for example. So your eyes will be reduced, likely. That is basically the life for a fossil frog. And that is how these, these frogs uh, have developed some of the, some of the most striking fe- features. These reduced eyes and fatty bodies that they have, which is are very particular. When you say reduced eyes, um, just very, very small? They are very small. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are very small. Well, if if you if you compare the, the, the those eyes with with those in, in in other frogs, right? This is not a let's say a look for only for 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 a single genus in in the world. There are there are many species, many fossilized frog species around the world. Many of those groups uh, look really similar. It's basically that is basically a, a fossilized frog, uh, a frog that which is is, is living, eating. Uh, mating, um, perhaps uh, spending its childhood as well underground. So it never goes to the surface? There are different levels of of this uh, fossoriality, you know. Uh, There are some species that just spend part of their life into underground, 
and some species uh, spend uh, just periods of time in a day and kind of that. Some species hunt on, on the surface of the soil and then find shelter in, in, into the galleries underground. So uh, yeah, there is uh, a lot of, of possibilities and options. If you, if you, if you see the, the great variety of fossil frogs around the world, Speaking of 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 the of of the frog into the group that uh, we we describe it in in this paper, these ones uh, have at least two or three uh, ways of life. It's gonna depend on the species. Uh, some of the species into the genus in in, in this genus uh, in this group spend a life spend most of the life in, in uh, underground, and other species spend a bit more time on surface as well. And if I came across one of these frogs, how big would it be? What would it look like besides those adaptations that you mentioned earlier? Our species uh, is is a, is a small one. There are definitely definitely longer species than, than than ours. The morphological features are all the frogs in this group has these fatty bodies, dark dark colors. The head is really small in, in comparison with the body. <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, which is a bit a bit weird. It's kind of a cute frog. You know, you see you see the photos. You see a fatty fatty frog with a really small head, it's kind of a head from other body. <laughs> but <laughs> but no, it's not. Uh, so uh, yeah, that is because of all this adaptation that we were talking about earlier. So uh, and and all the species and all the species have this uh, this long noses. So uh, why they they have this long nose? Uh, it's well, it's likely uh, because of this fossil reality that uh, we were talking about. It's 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 possible that the 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 nose might be the first part of the body in contact with the with the with the soil that we they gonna they gonna they gonna dig at some point. So uh, they need kind of a kind of kind of a very accurate shape to just get into get into the soil and we believe that the this could could be related to 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 the to the to the sort of habitat that they where, where they live the at the end the, the differences between between the species uh, in 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 all this group uh, are really 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 tiny between one of other species. It's 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 kind of tricky for a taxonomist for a scientist to, to to try to differentiate in even in the field when you are checking or seeing seeing the species in life with all the colors and, and all the proper features. Uh, it's not really easy. Uh, you may different some. Some species belonging to a to a different to a clade because they, they are, beside beside the, the the genus and itself there are like three subgroups uh, kind of smaller groups uh, at the taxonomic level into this genus and the body shapes of of the species belonging to this group uh, that that they could be differentiable definitely. But sometimes between the species itself is is quite tricky. Yeah. Yeah, and they're so specialized for their habitat. Can you tell me a little bit more about that habitat and where you found them? Yeah, well, the peatlands. 
Yeah, them some pitlands. Uh, them some pitlands. Uh, are are one of the one of the most understudied habitats in the Amazon because they are they were uh, only recently noticed by by scientists in 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 some way. So uh, when we were there, we realized that the, that the pitlands were uh, are kind of a wetland. It's wet. It's loose with a very low vegetation and it's always or wet or or muddy in different uh sections of the of the of these habitats they are related to to what water course which are flowing flowing underground and at some point they rise in 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 different in different parts of, of this of this habitat so uh so uh some sections of this of these of these pitlands are kind of flood temporarily and or and others are flood permanently so you have to expect both when when you when you are there and sometimes the water the water level is is, is kind of <laughs> reaching reaching your reaching your 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 legs or even your or, or even the belly <laughs> sounds like an interesting place to collect <laughs> Well, yeah, definitely, definitely. As I said, it, 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 these these peatlands are not really really well known at a uh, scientific level. Yeah, it's really interesting because uh, we we don't know uh, how is the community structure in 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 these peatlands. So uh, yeah, uh, still still a lot lot of mystery um, how how these uh, water levels are affecting the the, the life of, of, of frogs. Or fossil frogs, for example. When when we when we found these the these lads, uh, uh, they were calling they were calling from underground, but in small islands, small dry dried islands that were in the middle of this of this pitland. So to reach that island, uh, we had to walk through in the middle of the water through the water. Uh, we we got there uh, literally wet, and and start and, and start to and start to dig because we we heard we heard we heard the call from the underground. Despite these frogs live in in this really, really wet habitat, they they have chosen a a dry spot to live. Mm-hmm. Was a was a bit uh, I don't know was a bit curious because uh. uh Despite despite all this all this water in the in, 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 in this habitat, you know, they are they are choosing these dry spots, small spots, to live. So that's uh that's quite interesting to me. You know, uh before every trip, I I'm normally checking checking checklist species checklists and, and kind of that. So uh I was checking the mobs, the ecological mobs of the area. So I was aware that there were Peatlands, there were peatlands around around the camp that we 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 gonna set in 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 this trip, this field trip. Uh, but I was not expecting to 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 see or to hear uh, these frogs so soon because that was the first camp. And once we got there, to in 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 this place, we we met. And me and my and 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 the rest of the the herpetological team 
Michelle Thompson and David Sanchez and my, my other my teammates, and we decided to go to go first night to the Speedlands because we well I don't know we 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 were excited about that and uh, the first night I I got a juvenile of this frog very 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 striking and recognizable but that was the only the only individual that we got at night so uh and we knew that that was not enough for anything so uh, um we decided to just give ourselves uh, one more chance and decided to go one more night but that was the last night in 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 that place for us that was a night that we were supposed to be in the camp resting setting <laughs> setting all the all the stuff up for the next camp because we were we were heading up in the next morning yeah we decided we decided to sacrifice our time <laughs> and our rest and just go for him and um uh, yeah that, uh, that that decision finally paid off you know uh, uh that night we we found two adults of this of this frog uh, I recorded both of them and I recorded, uh, we we called my recorder the tank because it was kind of a kind of a bit old and was really heavy <laughs> I was it was it was hanging from my neck while I was was walking into into the speedlands and and and, and was hitting every every tree and every bush <laughs> that, I, that I was and uh, yep so so uh, that 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 was it uh that that was and we actually have one of your recordings of the frog call um and we're going to listen to it uh right now So you collected these frogs in um, such an exciting and uh, epic journey. And then uh, what happened? Because your paper includes the morphological uh, comparisons, and that's how you distinguished uh, the new species, but also some genetic work. Um, so can you talk about that and how you decided that these species, this species of a frog was a new species? It, was, it wasn't love at first sight. <laughs> it was was kind of a, I was suspecting something about 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 this frog because uh the only well, at that time the only other uh, known species uh, has the type locality in Colombia, but in in the foothills. So uh, this population it was from 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 the lowlands, you know, in a very very large long long river. So. Uh, yeah, I was suspecting something, but I wasn't sure. Definitely, uh, 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 with two specimens and one juvenile, it was not possible to 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 make proper proper comparisons. And that is even more more difficult if if, if you see if you see the rest of the species in this in this genus. So uh, I I met with, with one of the co-authors, Alessandro, and we decided to to to. To include it in, the, in 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 the package to be analyzed, gen, genetically analyzed, uh, and see what happened. 
led led by these results that when 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 we decided to start the description i was uh i was writing something about the morphology of the frog at that moment but still uh need some or a difference to to be sure about is if, if it's not or yes a new species so uh after the the, the genetic analysis uh we decided to run an acoustic analysis uh yeah after that we we were completely sure about about the about the, we we had a new species on hand. The hardest part in 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 all the process was that after that that was kind of just put all the information on paper and uh and and wait for the for the for the editors uh, and reviewers. It's not the not the hardest in terms of um, how hard is the work, but uh. Is the is the trickiest in terms of your feelings? <laughs> the anticipation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it went well, so uh, I couldn't complain, and I can't <laughs> complain now. Oh, it's such a special little frog, and it it has such an interesting name. Can you tell us a little bit about how you and your co-authors named the species? Yeah, that is why uh, when <laughs> first time that we 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 took the frog bump, this juvenile. Uh, the rest of the camp, the rest of the researchers in the camp, and uh, and and uh, well, uh, and all the local people that was was with us at that time, seemed kind of ah uh, oh, yeah, I know that frog, that's the taper frog. It was kind of what? <laughs> that, are you sure? No, no, it's it's not now. No, it's not that easy. The, the story here is that the researchers, one of one of those researchers that were in, in several expeditions around the same area, have been in other peatlands. They have spotted the, the uh, similar frogs in, in the past. They realized they realized about about it really really cool profile. Because the the tapir is an animal with a really long nose, almost like a trunk, right? Exactly. And this frog has its own little... <laughs> so, well, so uh, yeah, this frog has a, has a common name even before to be described. Can you imagine how popular it is? So I, I, I can't explain all that in my head right now. Because it's, it's kind of a... Oh, you had, you had a common name even before to get a proper scientific name. And uh, yeah, we... I remember. I remember. It was a conversation between, between the between the authors and the, and and was kind of a, a wait. What what's gonna be the name? And at some point, many many options of names. And we said, why just as as the common name? Because it's it's, it's it's how it's how the people it's how the people call. It. It's a frog of the people. Yeah, exactly. That's why very popular. But. Uh, yeah, we 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 reach uh, a really a really peaceful decision between the authors about the name, which is important. That is how how this name came. And what's the scientific name? Uh, it's Synapteranus, which is the, the genus. We 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 couldn't change that. <laughs> and Danta, Danta is the is the local name for taper. Mm. So uh, if we were if we were about to 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 put uh, the common name that that it had it had to be a proper common name, so it had to be local, very local. So it's 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 how the local people uh, know the 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 tape the the, the South American tape, the Amazon tape. 
That's really special. It's a little frog with a lots of fans. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm still I'm still wondering how 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 its popularity just rises up very quick. I'm I, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if if, if it's because uh, because of the name this uh, the, the paper frog. Or is because it, it, it looks it looks like a chocolate frog from one of one of these <laughs> chocolate frog from from Harry Potter, right? So, uh, yeah, I'm not sure. Well, uh, I don't know a couple of days ago, uh, last week, uh, a friend friend of mine, one of the co-authors, sent to me an an image of uh, of a girl in I don't remember the, the country, but the, she she had she had a tattoo a tattoo on the on the leg. With this frog, of your frog, with the table. yeah, yeah. It was, wow, <laughs> I, I felt honored, you know. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of oh, I I couldn't I couldn't imagine that even in my best dreams. Oh wow! In addition to bringing so many people so much joy, what is the sort of broader significance of this discovery? Um, why is finding and naming this frog and other frogs important and and what does it uh what does it bring to our world every every discovery is is always important in in terms of of general science many topics are, are really needing these discoveries to 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 fill some gaps some of the some of these gaps in science are are really 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 big but uh yeah to me it it doesn't matter how big is the gap. Uh, you, if you, if you, if you could feel some, some, some part of the gap of the entire gap, uh, to, to a better understanding of the knowledge about species, about a group, about a habitat, it's it, uh, it's gonna be always important. Uh, in terms of this frog, well, the first thing to me is that the. Which is classic, I know, but uh, yeah, the diversity in the Amazon is, is quite high. It's definitely under underestimated uh, uh, so far. So uh, yeah, uh, but uh, the other thing to me is that the geographically uh, the locality and, and and the distribution of this frog is in the in the lower part of a really 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 large river. So uh, thinking about how how special is, is this bro? It's a really, it's a really interesting question to me because, uh, you know, the 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 digging, living, living, living underground, uh, it's uh, it's it's quite hard to, to imagine how far they 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 can go, how wide could be its distribution. I I I a friend of mine, but part of the, of the other team of herpetologists working. In 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 an in areas nearby, told me that, that he they well they 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 have found uh, another population of this frog. Oh wow! In the same basin. But uh, uh, yeah, so so uh, yeah, that's that's quite interesting. But to me, uh, this is still raising some questions, like how specialist how specialist is this frog about being a peatland specialist or about being a uh, Putumayo river, especially Putumayo is a river that we 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 found. It. So uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure, and still it's, uh, it's a question there for us. 
and about evolutionary things and evolutionary stuff that, that it, it's 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 what I like most in 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 in, in this topic. Neptunus frogs, the genus itself, appears several million years ago. Uh, it seems that, that they they have uh, two pathways to to for 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 the for its diversification. One of them is eastern uh, to the Guianas and Eastern Amazon, and the other the other one is uh, uh, Western. So our frog uh, belongs to, to to this Western group, a group uh, with slender frogs, slender species, and a group that might be might be might be led by all the all the changes in, in, uh, that that happened in the Amazon. Several several million years ago, soft soil, this wet wet soft and loose soil that which is related to, to these wetlands uh, might be related well with the with the with the shape of the of the continent at that time. So uh, um, it's all, all that question that are are very interesting to me, and I reckon we we might we might. We might have a, a idea if, if if we get a bit of, of, of more knowledge about 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 the species and the rest of the species of the group as well. Yeah, well, it sounds like you have a lot of work to do, so I'm gonna have to let you get back to it. Um, Herman, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. It has been such a pleasure to talk to you. Oh no, uh, the pleasure is mine. Yeah, trust me, it's always always really really, really nice to, to to talk about about, about this topic. And uh, um, just just allow me to, to thank you as well. Uh, this this kind of projects and podcasts spreading science uh, to all the people interested. It uh, are are really, really nice, and that's what we need to uh, to fill another gap in the knowledge of the other the people. Herman Chavez's paper, A Needle in a Haystack, Integrative Taxonomy, reveals the existence of a new small species of fossorial frog, Anura microhelidae, Synapteranus, from the vast lower Putumayo Basin, Peru, is in the February 16th issue of the Journal of Evolutionary Systematics. See the episode details for a link to the paper, and to learn more about Herman and his work, check out the episode notes for more information. And if you have questions or feedback about this podcast, please email us at newspeciespodcast at gmail.com. Be sure to follow New Species on Twitter at Podcast Species. And like the podcast on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash New Species Podcast. And if you'd like to support this podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash New Species Podcast. Be sure to follow New Species on Twitter, at Podcast Species. And like the podcast on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash New Species Podcast. And if you'd like to support this podcast, go to patreon.com forward slash New Species Podcast.